0: Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a special guest, two of them, Amy and Amy from Why I Am, I Am Single
1: Podcast. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello.
0: Finally, the crossover event that has been in <laughs> the making for over six months. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Oh, our pleasure. Thank You're you welcome. for having us. We're, we're practically neighbors, Aaron.
0: We are. I
2: mean,
0: this took too long to happen.
2: For
1: for you to drive two minutes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Two minutes. That's all.
2: Yeah. I I live down the road for from really good friends of mine. I only see their asses once a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it really is. It's hard. You know, we're all busy.
0: Definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, no problem. So I guess I wanted to just talk about talk to you guys about how did you guys first meet. How did it all go down? I mean, you There's guys. A tattoo shop.
1: Yeah, I worked in a tattoo studio that Amy still is a, a part a, of. A, a part of, and mm-hmm. um, I. If you've ever had any experience with a tattoo studio, it's more like a family. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. just a job that you go to. So that's your crew. Yep. Um, so we called it what th THC the T, the tattooed heart crew. Yeah, tattooed heart crew. So, um, I was uh, there from the beginning when it started. You came in around, so that was like 2005 when the doors opened. And I did the social media and would reach out and lure young, untattooed men in to get tattooed.
2: She lured me in because she was the (laughs) one that recommended the MySpace page, right? right? Mm -hmm. To John. Oh, Oh. yeah. Way back. (laughs) She did your whole... uh, Aaron was telling me about how he started his shirt campaign, and it was basically that. Amy D was like, to John, we should utilize MySpace as a way to, like, just friend request fucking everybody. Just max it out on a daily basis and tell them about your tattoo tattoo shop and that's how they found me because i was dangling around on myspace Mm -hmm. and like waiting for like i don't know love all those things Mm -hmm. and and (laughs) it was a bad place to siphon from let me tell you but um yeah and i saw that i got a friend request from a tattoo shop and from a guy who owned one it was john's Mm -hmm. that she was wielding and i wrote him back and i was like hey I see that you own a tattoo shop. I'm looking for an apprenticeship. Would you be interested? And I had to wait two weeks later because I'm sure he he's didn't.
1: slow to respond.
2: Well, yeah. and, <laughs> and I don't know if he even, like, looked at it, like, a lot because you were managing it. Right. So, like, I waited, and then I interviewed and got my apprenticeship, and that's how I met Amy D. Yeah. It was through uh, that. And it's, it's, uh, it's the kind
1: of dynamic where either you're cohesive or
2: mm-hmm. you don't last
1: long. Nope. you're either part of the family or you find your own way somewhere else. Um, so that's since what 2009 when you showed up.
2: One could argue I corrupted the family a little.
0: Yeah. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I it's funny you guys they work at a Tattoo Chef. I have a nightmare story. <laughs> About a tattoo shop.
1: Okay. Really? Yeah, hey. but this is your podcast. Cool. We'll, no, we'll I hear t- it. We'll, it. We'll have you on, and you can tell. Yeah, it right, because it's, it's, a, it's a total nightmare. <laughs> we're and not going to hurry to turf war. Are
2: we? Yeah. No, no, not,
0: not turf war. Is <laughs> a popular tattoo shop in Baltimore okay, that huh? I will never ever go to again. Understandable. And um, the owner or whoever maybe lied to me, but huh. we're not going to go there because he's local, very local. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but. Guys, I still
2: would like to hear, like, you know, like you can tell the story without it, like, in, in you
0: know. Okay, real quick. Uh, so, as you know, I have dark skin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, I go in a tattoo shop and I say, hey, you know, I have dark skin. Where can I get a tattoo?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the guy was like, well, uh, there's certain places you can do. You can do your back possibly because it's a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get too much sun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I got a nice tattoo drawn up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful hands, everything. And it was to committed um, my grandmother who passed away mm-hmm. and I had a little sister who died Um, Aww. as a preemie so I wanted to give them a shout out mm-hmm. on my back okay. get the tattoo done and they tell you, you no know, stay out of the sun Now I did all this. I did everything this guy told me to do a month or two months later it's gone <gasps> what? gone so I guess I, when I asked in the beginning is it, will, it, will it show up? mhm do I want to pay this two fifty or three hundred dollars? Right, and it's gone now. Well, I have pictures of it still on my phone, but um, it was very
1: huh. a couple of
2: things going to happen. Yeah, um, go
1: ahead. you guys work in the shop, so yeah, I think maybe it's possible that it was too close to the surface.
2: Yeah, I think that they probably couldn't see very well while they're putting it on, so they. You know, probably were really light-handed when they put it on, and mm-hmm. it just did just not get in enough.
1: Um, but I, I know somebody that you have... Uh, somebody that you have... Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> somebody that you have an abrasive passed with mm-hmm. jokes you know all, all aside he's a melanin magician i mm-hmm. i've yeah. seen him work magic yeah um so it is it's in technique it's an application yep. it's in the capability of the person that you're going to mm-hmm. um and a lot of times i think that a mistake is made where artists don't know to say you know what that's not my forte it's outside my wheelhouse it's outside of my wheelhouse but mm-hmm. let me point you in the direction of somebody that can help you and i respect
0: that i went to uh three different tattoo parlors in Baltimore, because I mm-hmm. did my homework. Mm-hmm. And all of them were like, uh... And it was cool. Once you go, uh, I kind of figure out, yeah, you don't know right. what the hell you're doing. I respect right. it. Yeah. just say, you know what? We don't know what we don't know. Yeah, And I get that. And it was not, you know, and I respect it. So it was a little disappointing, but yeah. it is what it is. So,
1: And I'll tell you, there's artists that I admire, that I know, but I'm not getting tattooed by them. Yeah. And it's not anything more than I don't jive well with them in that aspect I don't feel that level you know it's it is what it is there's plenty of talented people there's room for everybody
2: yeah yeah and I I I do think that there's more I mean I tell uh, the apprentices that I work with is that like as long as you're not you know leading something leading somebody into a false product you're fine Mm -hmm. so like as long as you're being very candid about what you can and can't handle and being honest about where you're uncomfortable nobody can be mad at you after that I mean they can choose to be Mm -hmm. if they move forward and then they don't listen but that's that's on them not on you so, and it is, it's a huge responsibility. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, and, uh, it, happens.
1: Happens. it happens. No, but there, it, it could have been a few different things. But
0: So, okay, so let's mm-hmm. go back to you guys. I'm okay. sorry for interrupting. No, 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 right? this, this is your guys, this is your show today.
2: Stuff oh, we like to talk guys about. Guys it's oh, your show I too, <laughs> I, I, as a as a tattoo so artist, yeah. I was very curious.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, you know, yeah. and, I, and I was happy that yeah. you guys have worked in the shop, you guys know it. So yeah. that was one of the things I did want to bring up. Yeah. Another yeah. thing I wanted to bring up about tattoo artists is I always had this misconception of you guys. Growing up, it was like you it's were, probably not wrong. I can't speak for us. Well, all. well you got you know, flighty, uh, <laughs> arrogant. My parents, didn't, well, my parents didn't have tattoos, mm-hmm. they, and they were like, You don't get a tattoo, it's permanently on you, mm-hmm. you know. And then certain uh, religions, if you have a tattoo, you can't get buried in right. their cemetery, right. right? um It was always a conception of, Oh, they're, they're, you're a badass,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: you don't want to talk, or they call them pin up girls, or yeah. uh, you know, that's a stereotype, right? right. Um, what do you think? Why do you think people have that stereotype of tattoo people who have tattoos all of them i mean i i some of my best friends have awesome tattoos and i felt like when i was younger i feared clear people with tattoos mm-hmm. but now i've grown older and now I, I understand they're just like you and i it just
1: yeah. yeah and now it's gotten to the point where it used to be uh you know 15 20 years ago you were part of a unique yeah. clique
0: right and, and right. you're
1: like hey that person's a badass too i yeah. want to be a badass and now yeah. every girl is a badass
2: <laughs> Well, I remember this guy that came in and he he was funny. He was like, "You know, I got all these fucking tattoos so people will leave me mm-hmm. alone. Now people are coming up to me and they're talking to me about it and that was not what I wanted." And, and touching like, me. And yeah. touching me. He's like, I, "I what do I have to get fuck off mm-hmm. like across my forehead for them <laughs> to get the point? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, it sucks when like, you know, that stuff evolves into popularity, doesn't it, dude?" <laughs> yeah, I will
1: say if I had known how much attention, I thought that right. it would people would leave me alone mm-hmm. and then the attention that it brings in is not always wanted. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, I,
0: I like I, this perspective. You guys are saying, I love it.
2: Yeah. Well, talking about it. I would yeah. say if I were to psychologically break it down somebody who's uh, like trying to understand why people consider me intimidating at times, like I don't view myself that way, but I'm inside this body. So, um, <laughs> so I don't know, <laughs> but I think what it might be is just the level of fuck it mm-hmm. that you have towards, well, fuck your burial, fuck your religion, mm-hmm. fuck what you think about me, and all this stuff. It's I'm authenticating, this is what makes me feel good about myself, and I don't really care what, you know, the crowd has to say. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what people see and they kind of have reverence for, is just like this lack of perceived care. Mm-hmm. But But really what it is is just, I mean, for me... Why I got tattooed was because I recognized an art form mm-hmm. and I recognized this way to like project myself and I do have body dysmorphia. So for me, it's like if, if I can't control certain aspects of what I was just born with, I want to be able to control it on some way because I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's about like, I know you're looking at me, but what you're looking at I want to control to some level I want to state something so if you're gonna look at me you're gonna to have to confront something else that I put there mm-hmm. and that you're not just gonna to get to objectify without my insertion so like that's kind of my reasons for it maybe that makes me intimidating I don't know but <laughs> I think that yeah
1: I, I used to be like oh women with tattoos on their legs they look so trashy and then I come out and basically two leg sleeves and I, I don't know. I think that I've changed my perspective along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a different, a different understanding of it. A different, you know, a lot of people, especially working in a tattoo studio, made me realize that we're not all doing it for attention. Yeah, it a healing process for a lot of people. Like you mentioned, you were getting a memorial. You know, it's something that you, care with, you carry with you all the time. And I have stories all over my body that only I know what they say. Mm-hmm. But somebody else sees it and they go, oh, that's a really pretty picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, to me, that's something that I'm carrying with me because there's pain in it. There's progress. there's It's therapy, Yep, it's a, for lack of better terminology.
2: Well, and that's actually how I approach it. Like, when I kind of think about myself as an artist, I go back to, like, um, shamanistic kind of ritual ways because I, I believe being an artist is being a connector. Like there there's reasons why a lot of artists artists and entertainers we die young is because we're willing to kinda take the roller coaster ride that a lot of people are not willing to take. And we're willing to dip our toes in a lot of chaos that a lot of people are not willing to go to. Because we want to bring back that information and show you, you know, like this little touch of like what we've experienced and, and you make a choice from there. But I do see it's a very shamanistic kind of influence in people's lives where you can touch base with them. They can tell you about their perspectives and lives and stuff and, and through this ritual that you can both kind of heal together and share, and it's it's awesome.
1: I think you realize, too, that um, there there really is meaning behind the word gifted. Mm-hmm. When people say you're gifted, is one of my favorite parts about working in a tattoo studio, aside from the, the family that you create, is I'm able to take what you're talking about and put it into... I can explain it. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, uh, my grandmother liked birds, and um, she really loved this old Chevy that she had. And you're like, those two things don't really make a great tattoo but here's a lot of elements that we could bring together and Mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite parts is talking somebody through what they were seeing Mm because they don't have the ability to lay it out there and say this is what i'm seeing in my brain Mm -hmm. they see physical objects that's all they say
2: yep and
1: that's i mean i'm not an art i'm not a tattoo artist
2: no but you were around and you know and
1: i'm i'm an artist of sorts yeah so Yeah. yeah you are yeah and then i look at some people's artwork like at the flea market or the farmer's market and i'm like they don't have that gift, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna stay over here away from that
2: Monet. <laughs> but they have the passion. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I like the hustle. That's, right, that's awesome. So Thank yeah. you. I, I yeah. appreciate
0: that. Yeah. That that gave some. I hope listeners got some in depth, just a little bit, a little peek behind the curtain.
2: But honestly, I mean, take 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 our perspectives for what you will, because yeah. you find. I mean, it's the gauntlet in the tattoo industry, like any manner of person, really. And I I do think that there's you know everybody has their story about it so like this is this is what I would like to campaign and say about tattooing why I came but there's there's you know like every human there's like every there's people walking
1: around honoring traditions they don't even know they got on their body yeah
2: (laughs) exactly exactly and tattoo artists the same way Like Mm -hmm. people that that are very girded in like the history of it and stuff I have mad respect but a lot of them don't come off a lot of things and it's like okay you know you're you're toting your flags whatever mm-hmm. the, the the biggest thing is like why you're interviewing us is that most people don't realize that they don't realize that you know this isn't this isn't a profession where you come in and you can just you know get an orange juice like mm-hmm. cuz you know when you go into a store you can just grab something and it's labeled and it's marked and it's there and you, can, you know what you're buying. With an artist, you're going in and you're submitting yourself to, I guess, a, a moment of where you're gonna let somebody else have more control than, than you really do. And you have to do a lot of research with that because it's gonna be there forever. Unlike your experience, (laughs) you wanted
1: that. It's gone. It's 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 in spirit. It's in
0: spirit.
2: You didn't know you got the temporary tattoo. Did not
0: know (laughs) it was $300 for a temporary tattoo. That's an expensive, but you
1: know, it is what it is. So,
0: all right. So that that gives a good perspective of everybody understanding how you guys met and the connection and with the, with the art of Mm -hmm. tattooing in the shop and the Mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, When did you ladies decide to start a social media page before we got to the podcast? When did
1: it start? When did it start? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, like we said, we met, we met in 2009, and I was in the throes of planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. My favorite it. podcast. <laughs> but we're not
0: going to go into <laughs> it right? today. Not today. Not so, today. Well, <laughs> so
1: that's how it started. I got stood up on my wedding day, and I had a friend that was like, you need to start dating. I made online profiles, and I hadn't been online dating mm-hmm. and here's my first experience with these guys saying just whatever comes into their brain and <laughs> uh, you know you as you mentioned being heavily tattooed I think that gives some people license to think that I'm a certain way or tattooed women are a certain way. We're obviously all uh, suicide girls and we all are, you know, tied up in a dungeon somewhere just waiting to be (laughs) spanked because we're naughty. But so they would say these things and I'm just like, you talk to anybody like this Mm -hmm. like you just talk like this all the time so i would screenshot it and i would post it in a private facebook group and then friends would add friends to that and then before i know it it was just getting too much to keep letting people into this group so i said i'm gonna make an instagram account and i was like well here's why i'm single and i would show how people were talking, and then I put it in my profile. If you talk to me a certain kind of way, I'm going to publicly humiliate you. Mm-hmm. And but they don't read the profile. No, they never do. They never do. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So that's how that started. Just um,
2: like they don't think before they talk. So, so uh, the uh, the got a lot of those.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and unfortunately for me, my filter is a little loose. So, uh, and me drinking, the filter is gone.
2: I'd say fortunately for all of us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so. Uh, the the Instagram account started in 2011, and it kind of went dormant when I met my boyfriend in 2017. Okay. And I met him while I was harvesting screenshots. hmm He happened to send me an email, and he was nice and polite and spelled everything properly and didn't that's call that's me a bitch. Out. Yeah, he was like, hold the phone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. And he's got a dog in his photo. So, yeah, that's, um, that's how that
2: went. Yeah. And then... Amy, I jumped on. I well, so I've, I've I've my whole life is about checking my own ego. I'm trying okay. I'm trying to, you know, to be an artist, I think you have to make peace with your own ego cuz you got to sell yourself. So it's like you do have to be very egomaniacal in some ways, but then you got to like reel it back and not be a douchebag. So like mm-hmm. I was newly single. And I've been wanting to do a podcast. I I now know what I want to do as far as tattooing as a podcast. So I'll, well, it'll be announced later. Um, <laughs> but I, I I wasn't I wasn't coming up with it because it's really important to me to like like I said in the tattoo industry. There's all mirrors of people and to talk about it. I didn't want to talk in a way that was um, gonna gonna blanket the whole perspective so I wanted to be you know clear that this was my perspective or this is a a series or collection of stories much like yours like interviewing people is like this is a story take it for what you will but like I needed like an icebreaker and I was thinking you know like what the hell could I I want to do a podcast so bad and I'm single and I was talking about it amongst the girls at work and then we got on Amy D and Then they said, oh, Amy D would be a great person to have a podcast. And then I was like, (laughs) these bitches threw me under the bus. So I hit up Amy D like literally the next day and I was like, hey, I'm just throwing out something. It was late at night, too, I think. I was like, "Tell me no if you don't want to." It's see like a this. paragraph. Yo, it's long. <laughs> it's super long. And I was like, "You say no, but how would you like to bring YM Single, the Instagram account, into a podcast?" And Amy D got back to me the next day because I was contacting her way too late. And <laughs> cause, you know, she's got a real job. Um, I have a play job. I mean, it's a job. It's hard, but it's a, it's fun. Um, <laughs> so she contacted me. She's like, "Oh man, I." my boyfriend's been telling me forever that I need to have a podcast for all the solicited and unsolicited advice I give all yeah. the damn time. So I'm in, <laughs> let's do it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but let's do this. I said, well, we're equally unaware of how to do this, but at least now we have company.
0: I think that's what makes it authentic.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, just not knowing what you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're just make it happen. That's how we got Chuck. I will tell I you, <laughs> I remember so listen to you guys first
1: podcast.
0: Mm. It to the first two compare now. Mm hmm. You see you, you guys have grown yeah. yeah And that's what happens It grows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I had a guy On my first podcast Who was editing He sucked
1: mm-hmm.
0: On certain things mm-hmm. But he just Wasn't really paying attention To a lot of stuff That I needed detailed detail mm-hmm. That you want That I, we, we all want Yeah right? And because it's your it's, it's, for, it's your baby It's your baby Yeah And I love how you guys Have progressed From you. like You know Was it the Disney movies Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So now we're
1: talking about Disney steaks. versus MTV.
0: Yeah, yeah we we're yeah, talking yeah. about was, you guys are talking about steaks at uh, where are you at some restaurant? I can't remember it was a podcast two podcasts ago, and uh, the guy who was just here had a steak. Tommy, yeah, at Goobies or McGubies. So it's, it's just like we never had a good steak in coffee. You guys Club. <laughs> talking about somebody was talking about they they can't go to that night because they have dance with their dad. Yes. Okay, so, so that's me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so. Yeah. so uh, I, I like how you guys have progressed.
1: Yeah. So. And Tommy you. came over the first time and was. introduced like,
0: who Tommy is. So I'm
1: sorry. Oh, Tommy Simbazo. Okay. He was just here. Um, he's a laugh finder. He's a stand up comedian. He's on the um Die Murder Productions Murder Mysteries. Um, Great guy to know. A lot of lot of irons in the fire, but always willing to come out and say, "Yeah, I'll help you." Yeah.
0: Who's your regular guy who does? Chuck. Your- Chuck. you got Chuck a shot. Chuck I'm is walking.
1: on vacation. I don't know what he needs a vacation from, but <laughs> he's, he's down the coast. Um, so we, we are winging it this week mm-hmm. and uh, without Chuck's assistance. So
0: I guess you guys already answered my second question. My question next one was where the name come from because you came with the
1: name. Why I'm yep. single. It was just like this shit is why I'm single. Like, look at this. And I think the reason why I kept the Instagram account going was because... There were people going, oh, my God, that guy sent me the same message. I know him from high school. He's always been a douchebag. And so I, I learned that there was, like, commiseration. There was there was other women that were like, thank God it's not just me. You know? And, I, and I'm like, we have to be better. We have to hold people accountable. Like, I want you to talk to me online the way you would talk to me if you see me in public. The same way... these neighborhood groups they just sit there and flap their gums on the keyboard and I'm like you would not talk like this if you see me in public because I'll show up at your door I know where you live Mm -hmm. like but I want people to just treat each other with kindness and respect and not act like just because you're on a a magic machine the internet that I'm not owed the respect that I deserve
0: so what is the well I mean give you guys each one one or two things Mm -hmm. the wildest things you guys have received that has inspired this podcast. Just from a male, male, just just that blew your way. That you're like, I can't believe this person, just sent. and you showed your girlfriends or yeah. your guy friends. Is this really? Is this real life?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, since starting the podcast, I, like honestly, I I never um, <laughs> my bicker's been off for a long time. So a lot of the reason why I came into the podcast round with Amy was so that I could have you know an OG blocker in my life like a clutch friend that was like oh no 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 like that you got to block him right now like that's not cool because i don't i like i like i said in the first part of the podcast i i have been learning more and more about like the lascivious parts of human nature and trying to apply them to my perspective when i look at people cuz i look at people and i'm just like oh you're awesome, you're another person, you must be great and going to be kind to me, and why would you want to fuck me? Like, so, like, you know, like, in my mind, it's always like, no, everybody's operating under this wonderful viewpoint that you have, and it's not true, it's so not true, so I'm, you know, in being a tattoo artist and sitting down and talking to people, I leave that as an opportunity for me to, like, kind of pseudo-interrogate them, to be like, what are you thinking? And, like, it's just, like, every little person is my, like... Barometer for like how I should look at life. So it, when I got together with Amy, it was like we started sharing a lot more, and it made my dating life really fun. So that I would send her screenshots of bullshit, and she would be like, "Oh no, 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 this is this," or "I'm getting tired," or like, <laughs> "I'm like I'm exhausted." Block, block him now. So we've had. I mean, there's. It's hard to single them out. I think the ones that that have impacted me the most are the ones that have just gone on and on and on. I'm like, why is this, why is this continuing to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why is this still coming at me? Like, the, the Give ones... Give me an example. Well, we had on our Open and Honest episode an incident where I, I told a story about a relationship that I had had that I engaged in, and then it it just kept going... Oops, sorry, I hit the mic. It just kept going because the woman in that relationship in that story ended up contacting me off afterwards. And it was this huge drama that didn't have to be there. It could have just been a story. But, like, she got involved, and it, be- it rambled on and on. It was tiring. We ended up having to comment on it. And I was like, is this part of her kink? Like, just to keep... Is it self-deprecating kink of, like, wanting to get hit like this? Because why are you poking at the beast? I have a podcast. Like, why? You know this. Transplants. I was just crazy. Yeah, she was from from another state, so, like. She
1: was offended by my colloquialisms. I
2: know. I know. And she was, uh, you know, she was offended. She was just looking to. I think that they're both, if I were to category they're both just up with their own asses is what it is and you know the minute it was about them and they knew it was about them it didn't matter that we didn't shout out their names or anything that like their egos couldn't take it human circle jerks right and and they had to like run interference with me and i'm like no 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 like this is not the time you have walked away from this and now I have a story that I'm going to tell and you're going to hear it and you're going to shut the fuck up and I don't care how you feel. Mm -hmm. So like get over yourself. So to me that's the worst ones is that if they just keep coming at you and they don't accept the fact that like no you were a douchebag I'm slamming this down you know the ones like that are super easy they're more aggressive but they're also like I said I appreciate the transparency Mm -hmm. it's like oh well I can see you coming. But when the people that like, they're just playing these manipulative, like circuitous games and trying to fuck with your head. Those are the ones that I'm like, I'm bringing my friends and be like, Am I nuts or is this nuts? Because I don't know. <laughs> I think
1: she learned a valuable lesson that being a transplant, you should know this is small mm-hmm. And shit's going to travel and everybody's going to know you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you want to be known or not.
2: And she just walked away from two of the best friends she could have had if she had played her cards, right? Like, I mean, I feel like we're <laughs> pretty good people to know. I would want to be her friend. <laughs> well, not now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm oh. full up.
2: Wow. Oh, you, Amy. What was your worst? What was your worst? I'm, I'm
1: interested. Uh, I, I think that what I um, what I experienced a lot of is symptomatic of living in a technology world. Um, guys would be so upset. So I, I'd get a message. Hey, how you doing? What you doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm running some errands. I had one that just popped up the other day in a timeline. I'm running some errands. Um, I'm doing this. I'm packing. I'm moving. Oh, you need some help? And I'm like, mm mm-hmm. You, would you like to insert yourself into my day and hinder my progress? No, thank you. I'm good right now. Uh, and I had one where I was like, oh, I'm just leaving work. And so in the time that I'm driving and I don't respond, I look down at my phone and i he has went from wanting to get in my pants to telling me I look like a clown, I wear too much makeup, I look like a human coloring book, I look psychotic. All these photos that he was just jizzing his pants over is he's now telling me, he's trying to tear me down. And I was like, hold up, wrong one. I've been called <laughs> worse by better. You'd break your dick for half a blow drop from me. Like you'd sell your mother to get in this. And you're going to tell me now because I didn't pay attention to you for five minutes. Your ego is so fragile. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden I'm a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. And I th- again, it goes back to we're not just these things that exist in this little box and women need to be cognizant of this too because I see how these social media platforms are like there's one account I think it's called uh, a girl's gotta eat lobster and she's going Mm. out on dates to get fed yeah
2: you gotta be careful about Uh, there's
1: actual something like that Yeah. yeah Yeah. Wow. And it's yeah. it's the gold digger mentality of yeah. um of you know what's he got to offer me and I'm like that's cool but what are you bringing because if yeah. you're just a nitwit.
2: Yes. With
1: with nothing going for you, yeah. eventually you're going to get stretch marks, be fat too. So you might as well just get, develop a personality Nality. while you got the chance. Yeah, um, I see your it, lobster in now. Yeah, I see it. On, <laughs> I see it on both sides, and it's this mentality of like just get what I what I got to get for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you build any relationship off of. That's not what friendships are based mm-hmm. off of. That's not what a healthy relationship. And if you if you're looking for marriage or an open relationship, nobody wants to be in a relationship with a douchebag. bag yeah. you should be a good person one exactly. another and
0: what do you guys view for as far as the dating scene from the why I'm a single pod just tender and uh plenty of fish hinge bumble. bumble like what do you like yeah, um, from your perspectives of going through that having friends typed, probably you guys probably can plenty emails or texts about these mm. horror stories yeah like where you what is, where are your opinions these um
1: stories? I see a lot of uh I, I see a lot of um I don't want to blame one gender, but people that don't know how clingy they are, and they are bombarding um, or um, love bombing I think is the terminology where they just shower this person with all this affection non-stop and it's not a healthy dosage for one and it's not anything that anyone can keep up like you're married, you know you've got a you've got a spouse there's days where you could just be like. Ah. <laughs> Right. we don't we haven't talked that much today but i still love this person so much Yeah. but this is non-stop showering of affection that can be perceived by someone that's really needy as great or it can be perceived by a normal sane person as this person is unhinged and i need to keep them at a safe distance yeah <laughs> i see a lot of that
2: i i have a lot of things um one you've been in it more recently than me i have um I I mean all of technology first of all I feel like if if, you know it's connecting us at such monumental speeds Mm -hmm. to people outside of our capacity to balance that many people like you were kind of hinting on of like understanding that the neediness you know it's it's real and we only have so much capacity to juggle so many people and we're we're being put in alignment with a lot more than what I think our human brains can have the capacity to to deal with mm-hmm. and it bothers me that they keep developing more and more co- like connective technology without kind of halting a little bit to make sure that the human being can balance that level of integration and, and we don't we don't even know how to talk to each other effectively within normal communication for that to even be the case like most people are are way too um, flawed in their communication style for that I mean I have 14 years of therapy to help me with communication you don't get born with this shit you learn it mm-hmm. so like I feel like before we move forward into all these connective vessels, and that's why the podcast, I think, is very influential, is we're trying to, like, call people's attention to, like, you know, think outside of yourself a little bit and how you talk to somebody and realize, you know, how that would seem if you were in person with somebody, if this is an actual tangible person. Like, you need to understand that you're you're in this space this bubble that you are completely seen within, but that gives you this cloaking feeling of anonymity that's not there. And it's, it's, it's important to understand the, the huge stage that you're on. And if you're not used to being on that stage, you should probably remove yourself from it until you gather the skills to be on there. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, under the platform of dating, everybody wants love. So there's a lot of unleashed people on there that you come across no matter what the platform is. And I feel like it isn't a gender thing, it's just that people don't really know how to talk to each other. That, and I do feel like all of these stating things are like it's all the same thing really none of the algorithms really work no it's all bogus I mean I don't want kids so why is it when I mark on there don't want kids that I get a a million motherfuckers that want kids like why are you not filtering I don't care if there's 10 Mm -hmm. only 10 in my area I don't need the gross populace to feed through this isn't a video game thing where I want it to take hours out of my day Mm -hmm. show me who I'm gonna match with but
1: that's the thing is these apps are designed to be a slot machine mentality well, and they're designed It's the game. And
2: they are designed more around, I feel, hooking up and no, fucking yeah. than it is around actually...
1: What's the algorithm for getting laid? Right. And, <laughs>
2: and again, like most things in society now, I feel like we're uplifting the attributes of society that we shouldn't be uplifting. And there is a difference between... Being hot and being beautiful, and I feel like you know, you want to fuck the hot girl, but you want to marry the beautiful person. They want to fuck and the beautiful girl, too. Well, yeah, I know they want to fuck all of them. Right. I mean, no disparaging men, but you right. do. So, but that's that's fine, I get it. But like, you know, when you're trying to build a future or life or make really real connections with people, and you really think about that, you realize that the discretion that you take in your time, your money, your energy, and everything it's very limited, those things, and you don't have the capacity for all of these people or all these opportunities, and you have to start taking the way and, and and girding that. And in the tattoo world, that's very true, too, because we've become these minor celebrities. So it's one of those things where I'm very used to kind of setting boundaries within this, and now I'm just trying to figure out how to do it in my personal life because I suck at it, but Amy's great at it. So that's why... <laughs> That's why I'm not single now. Okay, <laughs> I, I was. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I
2: was. I think one of the things that I
1: remember too is when you're talking about algorithms being mm-hmm. bullshit, and they are really, it's just all geocoding. Mm-hmm. It's it's matching you up with people that are within In the your distance, which is dangerous. Immediate area. If I can get on that soapbox, yes. so it's Not only is it dangerous, but it has nothing to do with anything other than geography. Yep. Um yep. I remember there was this one kid and he I say kid cuz I'm 40. Mhm. I was probably like 37 at the time. I call everybody kid. Yeah. Um <laughs> so he was like maybe 26 and uh he lived almost 2 hours away and i was just like um I was nice about it and I saved the screenshot and he was like but I would do this for you and I said that's great you would do that for me but I'm telling you up front I'm not driving two hours for nobody. You and know. pay a toll? No. And I said... <laughs> and hey, tolls are spent. Right. No, I'm not paying the, tolls. Uh, I don't know you. John, I'm surprised we made it because he lived in Annapolis and I had to pay tolls to see his ass, so... I you know. always tell people
0: when I leave the city, it's going to have to do my passport and stamp it. So I don't want to leave. <laughs> right?
1: I have not hear it. My thing is, why am I paying a toll to get to Glen Burnie? Yep. Well, it's going Bernie. You been there? So this kid was like, "Oh my god." He was like, "But I would do it for you," and he just wouldn't take no for an answer. And I said, "Look, I'm gonna give you a little life tip. You shouldn't be interested in any woman that's got an extra four or five hours a day to spare."
2: Yeah, no,
1: exactly. <laughs> Anybody that's got that kind of free time on her sure. hands isn't hustling. So, yep.
2: And on the reverse, like, I mean, on the reverse, but I, I, I guess this is an incident. Um, my first like, dick pic happened in minutes on um, Plenty of Fish. Like, minutes. Boom, you I know, that. that's what I got it. That's what I got it, right <laughs> in my face as soon as I got on there. And, he was cute, and it really was disturbing because I was like, you, you are a good-looking guy, and you're throwing out dick pics. All this suggests to me is that you're lazy as fuck. Yeah. Is it like, somebody like Amy has said, I, I blame the woman it worked on is like, this obviously is a product of a guy who has had an allowance. Somebody mm-hmm. jumped on that dick. Somebody was like, Oh, a dick pic. Yeah.
1: By I'm going to come over.
2: I'm coming right over. Right. You Let should. me drop
1: what I'm doing.
2: And I'm like looking at him going, y- you're, I mean, if you had just entertained this conversation for just a few seconds, you wouldn't mm. have needed that dick pic at all. And I was like, "We're looking for different things, man." Mm. I was like, "You have a lovely dick. I don't know if it's yours. We didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Could <laughs> Did you didn't hold today's paper next to that dick? Right, you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't make your face in alignment with that dick, so I don't know if it's <laughs> yours. But it's lovely. You look lovely. You live in Virginia. It's twelve o'clock Mm-mm. midnight. You're telling me to come over. We're looking for different things. So you want you me have, to get
1: on 95? Uh, I know, right? You're crazy. What do you
0: guys think about?
2: <laughs> He's like, come over. I'm like, what? No.
0: The 12 o'clock text. I have
2: the flu. I did. I had the flu. Well, the well, U up? Yeah,
0: yeah. The you up? <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the U up. The you up text. like because did you guys an upset on that yet <laughs> the 12 o'clock you
1: up at, when, you I don't up? think we have because I feel like that's, that's a we great have a conversation is, I have about so w- the you up we you have, have up. an Eskimo relationship of sorts mm-hmm. that didn't result in sex for either one of us wow. right yep. and he has text messaged me for at least the last 15 years he fell
2: off with me I haven't been called hot pants in a while no
1: and he stopped calling me jugs
2: Aww. but
1: he does still <laughs> message okay. another another female Oh, yeah? And um, he's been married for some time now. Yes. yes. And it, I think that there is a fine line, and these people are blurring it with, it started as a potential, hey, let's hook up at some point, and it morphed into this is my friend that lives inside my phone, and I text her randomly, mm-hmm. and he would talk about whatever. I'm yeah. like, we've never hung out. We ne- we've we been in the same place at the same time just by circumstance, and we know a lot of the same people in reality, we could just be friends. Yes. And I would be fine yes. with that.
2: Because, and and so this is why I know this is more what you're saying, because this guy is all talk. Yeah. As a guy, <laughs> comments on this, please. Oh. Because I went on a date with this guy. We met via the internet. As I'm sure that we yeah, all kind yeah. of met through. Yeah. And we go ta- back to
1: MySpace. Yeah. yeah. He
2: talked a big game, mm-hmm. all these things. He's, you know, he lives, he's a, he's a firefighter. He's so a like firefighter. he knows about adrenaline. He mm-hmm. ro- he drove a souped up car, but none of that adrenaline, it seemed to me factored into his dating world and the chances he was willing to take with himself. Because I went out to dinner with this guy and then to me, in my mind, I realized I didn't say it, but if you follow a dude after the first date back home with him isn't that an open invitation for you can touch my boobs or at least kiss me? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying full sex. girl, um, uh, I'm so looking I mean, for you to
1: be, round the bases. But I mean, I, I'm
2: basically saying this is a bitch that's willing to die tonight. Like, I mean, I'm taking I mean, I mean, big chances. It's the first date? Yeah. I mean, I believe I'm fucking on the first date. Me, personally. I think you gotta get out of the way. Just That's how you know you're going to it. Rip that bandaid off and
1: let me know. If That's how I feel you about know, it. You know, back yeah. in the day, you know- <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give you my, my thoughts back Wouldn't
2: in the that day. be a go-ahead? Disclaimer, as <laughs> a
1: married man, as Back married in the day, person let's, now, let's get in the way back
0: this, machine. But, when I was dating in the past, I mean, by the... If I didn't have and about a third date it would be
2: done. Yeah,
0: yeah, done. I mean, honestly, like we don't have to go... You kind of know the vibe after yeah. the first date. But if right. a
2: girl followed you home oh, after to first your time? house...
0: Oh, well, it's going down. Right. It's going down. There's no questions this asked.
2: This guy showed me his whole house. We yeah. watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force and then I went home. <laughs> and as I'm going home, he's texting me I should have kissed you. I was like, motherfucker, you should have. What the hell? He's like, I have a problem doing the first date. So I
1: So, you know he lives around the corner from Bob. Yeah. Well, not where his house was.
0: So yeah. maybe he... Is it he's all taught then?
2: Yes,
1: that's what
2: I'm saying. saying is like we could just be friends, you can talk dirty with me because it's a safe space. That's what our whole relationship is built on. We've never touched each other, (laughs) so like we technically could be friends.
0: Female does come home with you the first date hanging out mm-hmm. and obviously just you, the, the vibe is there did
2: i have did, to like take my clothes off and be like no you don't need to do all that right obviously well,
0: but, uh, well <laughs> you know it just, I, I just want to say <laughs> it's, it's a touchy <laughs> it's a touchy subject nowadays i told I'm
2: intimidating
0: so I can, I can see that i can see i saw i walked in i saw you i was a little nervous <laughs> uh, i gave you i gave you a little whimper handshake. Cool. <laughs> Although we can, you know, yeah. but uh, I would say if the first day, if if you've, it's, it's all about the vibes. It's so all yeah. about what, you know, if you're feeling that person, that person's feeling you back, you're laughing, you're, and then you go back to the house, and you know what, guess what? It's, it's 12 1 o'clock, and you're right. still hanging out. You're not yep. looking to go home. I got the hint. Yeah. You want to be here.
2: I went Do 25 minutes outside of my direction of my house, because mm-hmm. he was living in White Marsh at the time, and mm-hmm. I was living in Carroll County. So I was I was wow. trying to get laid. Wow. So I was leaving going, This shit. My God and now Did you
0: go on a date a second date with them?
2: No, because I ended up meeting what was to be my next like relationship gotcha. right after. Him. I was actively trying to like figure this out and find a person at the time to settle on. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I was like everybody's settling, I'm settling too. <laughs> but now mm-hmm. I'm not under that route anymore. I've learned. It took eight years to learn that you don't do that. But
1: yeah. Well, our relationship was just comical. Like, to me, I knew mm-hmm. after a year of messaging. So whenever... And it wasn't me <laughs> yeah. messaging him. It was always him messaging me. And I'm just like, yeah, what's up? Shut up or put up. Like, you know.
2: Apparently, my friend Jen did get some action from him. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it... It was just, It was uh. just like, you know, second... Not... I, don't, I guess... I don't know. I don't know the degrees of bases anymore. I don't know. We still
0: do bases nowadays? I don't know.
2: I don't know. But,
1: yeah, so very nice guy yeah super sweetheart he just could have been our friend and I think that that's kind of what he wanted and that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys are doing is they crave human interaction so much but they just keep it inside of their phones
2: he did say he was really good at oral sex he did not preface the fact that it was just talking
1: he could have been wow he could wow. have he this could have he's really wild. good at receiving world sex we don't know we will never know
2: wow I know I'm okay with know. that that was part of the I'm shit okay talk man that. but I didn't know it was just talking yeah. if
0: so I would known where do you so I guess where do you guys get the topics every week? Where do you guys? Where do they? Where do they come we from? Don't do you you from? We don't plan <laughs> anything.
2: We don't. Really probably, I come in and I'm like, so what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. Um, no, and and I think we've we've lucked out with hitting a topic that relates to everybody, mm-hmm. every, and that's why I try to tell people I'm like, yeah, it's called why I'm single, but really it's any relationship. Everybody's got a relationship of some sort that. Rubs them the wrong way, rubs them the right way. They wish they were getting rubbed the right way. Mm -hmm. There's there's something for everybody in this arena, and we've heard from people that it helped them. There's things that we've talked about where they're like, oh, it's not just me. I'm glad somebody else can relate to this. Or we've gotten you know a message sent to us where it's like this helped me get through this thing. We love to hear that. Yeah. I love to know that we're doing something that is actually helpful. If I can help one person, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, understand that they shouldn't be abused or, you know, put up with shit they shouldn't put up with. This life is short.
2: Yeah. And I think that adding the air of levity to it that the podcast is almost... I, I mean, like, certain friends of mine when I was starting this, they were worried about me because I was... I, you know, like I said have sex on the first date. I'm, a, I'm kind of a kamikaze, like, let's just see, everything will be fine kind of person. So I'm kind of a lamb to the slaughter in a lot of my actions. Uh, I get checked a lot. But they were worried about me, and they were like, wow, are you putting yourself through this. This is crazy. I would have walked away with already from this. And I'm like, but I have a podcast, though. And that's the beauty of it is that, like, if I can take the absurdities that I receive and give that to the world and let them know that, that you should, like having the podcast for me was a way of like having fun with it and just being like, this doesn't have to be serious. This doesn't have to be my whole life. But when you go into dating, I do feel like, you know, there's this urgency there of like, this is the plan. This is the life that I want to lead. And you're just so wanting to manifest it right away. And uh, you know, we have all these tools that make it seem like you can be connected instantly to Mm -hmm. like what you want. And to to have a podcast where we talk about like this is the reality of it and you really should just try to make it a joke because you're gonna be if you're not making a joke, you're gonna be hurt and you're gonna you're gonna get disparaged, you're gonna get really, really upset with humanity. And I would hate for that to happen because like we're most of us, I mean, we say not to be a douchebag, but I was talking to Amy about it and I was like, you know, Douchebags come from other douchebags. If pain is not transformed, it's transmitted. I think it's a Richard War quote, quote that I'm quoting, but like it's true is that like, you know, downing douchebags is understanding the fact that half the time people don't realize they're being one.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, like, but you have to bring that awareness and talk about it, and that's why we wanted to.
0: So, what has um, your male audience said about this podcast? I mean, I'm sure you have gotten indifferent. Some i cheering you guys along. We have great what
1: male did, listeners.
0: We do. I mean, what are they saying out there?
2: I mean, I, I'm i waiting for the hate. We we got one guy that was, like, about our looks, right? There was one dude? No? No. Oh, no, maybe it was a meme that we were quoting. Oh. No, there was nobody personal attack of us then. Nah,
1: sometimes people have, like, a little butthurt reaction to memes. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that that's it. It's just, like, it's for the, the most part, I think people... Series. Can note the comedy involved yeah. and the the fact that we're not talking about you personally. Mm-hmm. So that this is a situation, and we try to, like, illustrate it, that, and leave names out to, like, keep people, you know, who are not innocent, per se, but that, that it, this is our story of what had happened. So, you know, you can take it for what you will if we're just telling our story, but if we're, like, calling people out and we're telling people actively that you're wrong... I think that would be problematic, but we're we're not. We're saying, we've been fucked up. Uh, this is fucked up. This I've is actively what we're dealing participated with. in a yeah, fucked up situation. And, like, yeah. and just telling the story. And I don't feel like that, for the most part, for people who, I guess, are rational or you know, not heavily emotionally triggered, it doesn't it doesn't fester in their minds of like they're talking about me they're talking about me well like, you know like i don't think that we've had any of that backlash yet because of how we've played the game
1: and i don't think that um and i try to be very cognizant in just day-to-day life is i never want to seem like i'm just man bashing yeah and i never tried to just be a man basher because i have lots of amazing men in my life that are great friends i have I've always, I, I don't want to be that girl that's like, I'm just better friends with guys because girls don't understand me. Mm-hmm. But I have been friends with guys for a long time because I'm kind of a dude.
2: Yeah, um,
1: My boyfriend listens every week. I have a lot of other male listeners that reach out. I, at first, I, I was a little worried at first about telling my story on mm-hmm. the podcast because I'm like, then I was like, you know what? Everybody already knows this story, and most of them didn't hear it from me. Most of them didn't see it go down. I've had strangers come up and tell me that they know what happened to me. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Yeah, that It's a weird. surreal feeling. But I had this girl that was a date at my quote-unquote wedding, and I didn't know her personally. She was a plus one. Mm-hmm. And she was like, is like two weeks after the fact that I didn't get married and I was stood up in front of everybody. And she's like, hey, I was at your party. And I was like, I think you have me confused with somebody else. And she's like, no, your party, you know, where you didn't get
0: married. Yeah, that folks, folks <laughs> that, 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 that episode. <laughs> what episode number is that? Seven. Oh, yeah. Five or seven. Episode. Uh, uh, if you have time, make big time, please.
2: Cause... It's the Bride of the Monster. Yeah, it's called but Bride of the Monster. That episode? Yeah. It's great.
0: I've I've had listened to that three times, <laughs> and because I I travel for work and it's
2: it was the birth of a phoenix. It seriously was. Oh and man! It's, it's how it happens, man. Like, uh, but yeah, and as being an artist, like just for anyone who's listening, like the I feel like through great hardships come wonderful things. Like, I, and I I think that if you have shit that goes down in your life, you know, take take Amy D as an example of like you you flipped the script on that, and you just. You just turn it upside down and make it work for you, and that's the way that you keep plucking.
1: I've said it before. I I was purely fueled by spite. Yeah. I I was not going to let this person see me hurt, and I wasn't going to let it destroy me. And Mm -hmm. there was people waiting to see that, and I just wouldn't give them the satisfaction. Yeah. And and it all came full circle, and it worked out perfectly. I was supposed to meet John because he's the fucking yin to my yang. He's the person that I'm saying what he's thinking, and he's afraid to say it. (laughs)
0: So. That's beautiful. <laughs> He's now, do you it. ladies find how's your support from your friends and family with the podcast going right now? Like, well, how's how's that support coming? Is it people like you know showing love? You know, I tell people with this podcast, the likes are great.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but I need you to download
1: this. right? Yeah.
0: How's that support going? What? Because I tell people it's free for you to support me. Yeah, it it's is. Just repost.
1: Yeah come check it out. I think we have amazing support. Yeah. I'm yeah. yet to have somebody say I don't want to be on your podcast.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And my parents were like, what's a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um but they're just not they're just not hip to the dive yet. I was like, it's like a radio show. They're like, oh, okay. okay. But they don't they don't listen. Yeah. And it's probably to my benefit they don't because you know, I can talk about them right now. <laughs> um, and it's not that I wouldn't like We've been the therapy. Like, I'm hoping that, like, if they hear something they don't like about what I've said about them, that it'll start a further conversation and be like, well, you know, you didn't ask, but this is what I said about you. If you want to fix this opinion that I have, I'm welcoming the, the jam session, even though my therapist has passed away. I'm now okay with confronting these things with you. So everything that I say, I'm pretty prepared to have a continued conversation about. Yeah.
1: Um, I, yeah. I, I'm i yet to have anybody say that it sucks except no. for the one bad review. I know,
2: I know. <laughs> you
1: can't let those things
2: worry,
1: you not, I, I just find it comical. Be yeah. People, you know, just I don't know. And we just and Amy just created merch, mm-hmm. so now we have exactly. merch. People thing, I yeah. saw that, I saw and that. People later. are ordering it, so I mean, if I I take that as a great honor if somebody wants to put a sticker on their car because oh, I know yeah. that's that. I mean, that's a commitment. It's pretty cool. That Stickers is. are that means, commitments. That yes. means if you
0: drive around the city. People are like, "What is that?" Right. We're,
1: we're yeah. Right. Or they so. see you in traffic and they're like, "Toot toot." Yep.
0: So what? So what has been your favorite podcast that you guys have done so far? Oh mm-hmm. man. You're not hard. fit anybody, but you always. Everybody has one favorite that I'm like, wow, that was a great. Th- we we knocked it out
1: the box. I mean, I'll be honest. I listen the next morning after I post it, and I crack myself up.
2: Yeah, laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. Oh, that's hard. It is hard. That's April's really hard. first so these, hard. episode. These are all the listeners
0: that listen to you guys. So yeah. these are everybody. My audience. I've never never listened to you guys. What? what would you say to the to the listeners right now? If you could name your top oh, three to get introduced to you, ladies and say hey come try us out you know this is what it's all about
1: oh Why I mean, am I well guys? if you're gonna listen to if you're gonna get a good feel the firefighter was the, the firef- fireman the
2: fireman episode was
1: such good. a good it's a two-parter okay mm-hmm. and it's a male it's yeah. a, a man mm-hmm. telling his side of the story and we had so many people reach out to us and they were like that is he is an amazing person, mm-hmm. and he's he's still he's he keeps in touch. He sends us messages. Um, Jen Love, she mm-hmm. was on the yeah. I, I I come up with names on the whim. It was the good, the bad, and the beauty influencer. Okay, she's a beauty influencer on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, my story, I mean, <laughs> oops, I craps in my pants a couple weeks ago. That was <laughs> good. That yeah, was that really was good. good. I wasn't
2: was there, good. but that was really good. Was you can good. meet Tommy on that one. Yeah. yeah.
1: But April's first episode, because we say her first episode because she yeah. was just here recording a little while ago, mm-hmm. uh, Simadonna.
2: Ms. Madana,
1: she, she was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. She filled in for Amy.
2: Yeah, that one's for like the, I think the Baltimore specific people yeah. will right. love that one. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a lot of Baltimore shout-outs. Mm-hmm. And
1: the episodes with Meredith, the role for charisma part yeah, one and I two. Mean, it's
2: hard, man. It's like, hard I, to
1: have a good one to, I, to name a favorite one.
2: Honestly, I, I'm just amazed at like because we don't organize anything, so like the stream of consciousness that comes out and the collaborative effort, like. I do. I look at it as an art piece in itself. Like all of the edits like trying to choose for my children, man. Yeah. Like We don't do good.
1: research. And I listen no. to other podcasts where they write book reports and they do all this research. And I'm like, oh, you are so committed.
0: I yeah. I, you know, I, I was just telling yeah. you earlier. I said, you know, I have questions that actually I wrote down for it on the shop. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just yeah. a, f- a frame for right. me. Because I like to stay on the path. Mm-hmm. Don't diverge too far off. Mm-hmm. But stay in the path so... If you listening, they're like, all right, we're right there with you right. guys. So yeah. this yeah. is something I do, Yeah, um, just learning, like, like you guys are learning right. yeah. every day. You learn something new.
1: Yeah, no, and I listen to other podcasts, and I might steal little tidbits from them like because I like their structure. I like what they're doing, and I'll scribble down some notes. But these are what conversations with me are like, and I think that this platform has just allowed me to reach all my friends that I don't get to see on a daily basis mm-hmm. because you, your time is valuable. It's limited. I wish I had more time to spend with all the people that that i know and I, I consider myself pound sign hashtag blessed that i do have so many friends for having left here and come back um i'm not a transplant which though. one is
0: which one of you guys lived in texas i did okay yeah. i remember that i remember one of you guys i texas. lived in
1: texas and west virginia okay. so okay i oh, came back the, here the in Ohio 2000 capital of the world
0: well,
2: <laughs> I'm pretty much West Virginia, Virginia. Yeah,
1: yeah. When, okay. when they shake the pill bottle And they yeah. call it a, a maintenance call Yeah <laughs> Yeah
2: I've lived briefly in, in Kentucky But I wouldn't call myself at all okay. I, I wasn't there long enough To say anything
0: So who would be You guys Dream guest To have on your show uh, Just you know have you, have you tried to connect With that person um, Just 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 for your show, I mean.
1: For me, it would hands down. It would be a, a comedian of some range because that's my fangirl. Yeah. When I make a, a tweet and they retweet it or they like it, I'm like, oh, you know, I get all
0: fangirly. Well,
2: who's that? Amy, Amy, Amy Poehler, not Amy
0: Poehler, Amy
1: uh,
0: Schumer.
2: <sighs>
0: okay, nope, we don't have to go there. But
1: uh, I know I should be. She went to Towson. but I think the I've what, got a vagina is played you,
0: out. What female community do you guys? Would you? You can oh, have your show. I, and be I like- really
2: love Kathleen Madigan, but that would not be the person. I, I'm going to say this. I would love to – I would. I am such a comedian fangirl like any yeah. one of them. But the thing that went through my mind, this is the series of things. I was single. I had a new fear to tackle. I started doing jiu-jitsu because I was like, you have no you have no wherewithal about your body. You don't know anything. You need something physical to get into. Then I went into jujitsu. I learned about um, all these things and then that put me in touch with Joe Rogan having his podcast and then I was like oh my god I want to meet Joe Rogan so badly how do I meet Joe Rogan mm-hmm. how do I meet him I want to meet him well how do you fucking meet Joe Rogan maybe I need a podcast so like that's honestly <laughs> and now we
1: know why we have a podcast well that's mine okay. I mean okay. no we
2: have a podcast because Amy D is a baller and she came up with a brilliant idea that I piggybacked off of but I was thinking for my own wants of, like, I want to meet Joe. I want to be on his show. I just want to meet him because I think he's fucking awesome. Um, and I love what he's doing, and I love what he's bringing to the world and his product. So that that would be my ideal, but as far as female comedians... I mean, there's a lot of good Eliza. ones, but I you have Eliza, I have Kathleen Madigan. She's gotcha. like who I want to be when I grow up. Eliza <laughs>
1: Schlesinger. Oh,
0: that was funny. I listen to Joe Rogan. So yeah. He's yeah. actually one who really got my friend got me into podcasts. Like mm-hmm. when Joe Rogan was one of the first ones. I'm like, what is this guy,
1: he has, he has something. He yeah. has something different. And have you listened to the Honeydew? I have not. I'm listened like honeydew. a spokesperson for it's the Honeydew. Dew. I have good. not listened to it. He's it's super good. coming to uh, Baltimore in September, and really? I got my tickets, and <gasps> I'm like, kind of well, yeah. like. Uh, Jimmy's famous Seafood Okay I'm kind of like Ooh. Finger on the trigger To be like Hey Ryan uh-huh. Would you be on my podcast You know what I, you, you wh- Why not what, Guess what you, All you, I can say is no as, as, yeah.
0: as, a, as, a, as, a, as the men say nowadays Shoot your shot He's You can, can only miss or make. You don't know until But
1: he's happens. a Baltimore native So I feel like Why not Right But why not right. You do it You tweet him Yeah, yeah. You, People do it all the time. He's actually responded to me in DM before, Yeah. so I feel like we're BFFs already.
0: <laughs> I would ask him, say, "Hey, do you have a, do you have time to yeah. sit down and well, talk?" And, you and support
1: and, his product, right. I mean, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful
1: thing. He's from Baltimore, and um, Josh Adam Myers is from Germantown. Oh, that's awesome! He's got a podcast where he reviews the top 500 on Rolling Stone. Oh,
2: nice, very cool! Nice, nice. I love that.
1: I love local people. Me too. And me that's too. and that's
2: why
0: I'm here today. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I am supporting. Anybody local? Yeah, yeah. You know, we we live in Laurelville Hamilton community. Yeah, um, and that's why I wanted to have you guys on the pod because you guys are doing a great thing. Thank you. And I love Thanks. it. Um, you know, when I first heard, it, I was like, oh man, I'm not ready for this. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> and uh, the more and more I listened to it, and I shouldn't say this, I listened to it.
2: Why weren't uh, you? I'm curious.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's it was just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Anything that's uncomfortable, different, it's hard to about your comfort zone and listen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and then you know you're talking about Disney characters I'm like what, I'm like, what the
2: fuck and I'm yes. like
0: did I have a drink yet well, no <laughs> shit. I'm like, but, but I understand because it's your story and that's yeah. what makes it great yeah. and awesome. you know I've stuck with it all the way through and I'm just I'm happy for you guys and I'm happy that I have a chance to meet you guys finally Yeah, because you, you, you're like wow these ladies are doing a damn thing
1: well, You're and I listen to yours, and I'm like, so this is, um, and this is one of the reasons, something that we were talking about privately, is people aren't in touch with the community. Right. And I'm like, listening to, that's a good step for you, is to listen to somebody else's perspective and right. what somebody, so I didn't go to college, I listened to your stories about Syracuse, and I'm just like, I didn't go, but I can relate, and I can understand the things that these people have overcome and the risks they've taken, and it's nice to hear that story.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I tried to, I had a cousin who came up to me, he was like, I can't relate about your California stories, I don't want to move out there, I'm like, guess what, everything's not for everybody. Right. And you know what, there'll be a pod that touches people. The pod I thought for my podcast was, I thought was an awesome one, wasn't what people liked. Right. And it was something random else that somebody else, and I've I've gotten most of my emails and DMs have been from the Emily story about her final MS, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand. Like, I, I thought I, I made it uh, on purpose, I was like, I want her to be the first story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I didn't know the impact of it, yeah. Right. And the impact is has it blown me away. I've connected with friends with other friends now, they're doing MS walks next year, mm-hmm. and that's gotten a bigger thing. So, it gives us as a community in the podcast community of people saying, I've never listened to that podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's awesome, now this is
0: pretty cool. So, just listen to you, ladies. I mean, it comes out every Monday morning or Sunday <laughs> night, Monday morning, yeah, or whenever. And, and like I I Normally, ride to work and I was like, All right, yeah, play it. And I play half of it at work, and I always tell y'all, mm-hmm. play it on halfway. At work, and then midway during the day, I'm like, This day sucks at work. <laughs> <being> positive, <laughs> so on. And you, and you yeah. listen to it, and you, yeah. and you sit there. So, and I, I've noticed just with you guys are on Pied Bean also, mm-hmm. heard, so you know the trend. So, mm-hmm. when we dropped, and you guys probably drop your podcast, people listen first thing in the morning,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: then it, it's lunchtime, yep. yep. then it's afternoon,
1: yes. Yep. Then room. late night, mm-hmm.
0: and you're like, wow! And the trends are so
1: mm-hmm. out of
0: control. I don't know how anybody figures it out. I right.
1: will tell you what, the week that we were late, and Chuck people had outside. some. Oh, pe- <laughs> I heard it. I heard it, and I'm well, like, an well, apologies be out soon. to our
2: Patreon because I have been late continually on that. It's yeah, like you know, I was like, it'll be out. I'm sorry,
1: Chuck had some stuff to do. It is
2: a labor of love, people.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but people, I want to give a shout out to
0: these, these lovely young ladies. They have been doing an amazing job. Well, Thank I would you. Say, why? i'm single podcast Thank it's you. out with spotify uh, iTunes. itunes apple podcast yep. Podbean, being stitcher we're what on else? Podcoin now i
2: know Podcoin. and yeah.
0: weather, what, what am i missing so, hey uh,
2: we're, we're working I'm on about it. you guys Instagram over this part. help so- us get there because honestly it's all of you it's the connections that you're making right now it's the mm-hmm. connections that everybody that we continually make That make us want a wider audience and want to reach more people. So the more you you hit us up, the more we're going to grow and and expand this. And tell
0: people where they can find you guys on social media networks and
2: whatnot yeah we're
1: on twitter we're on uh at single podcast mm-hmm. we're on instagram it's underscore why underscore i'm underscore single so it's a little bit complicated to find but you can find us on facebook if you search why i'm single uh it doesn't yeah. take a it doesn't take an investigator to find either one of us on social media no we're um, very easy to yeah, find yeah i'm a, i'm gizzard 410 mm-hmm. I um pretty amy much nichols. everything yeah amy
2: nichols um, um and we are also, if you would like to contact us, it's why I'm single podcast at gmail.com. Yep,
1: and so we have now merchandise. We do.
2: It's on uh, Tee Public. Yep. So if you'd like to buy merch, I am working on a website, which, <laughs> you know, again, labor of love, people, I'm going to get to it, but yep. we're going to make it awesome. I want it to be awesome and set up, and that way it'll route uh, you to everything that you can possibly get to with us so that we don't have to, you know, we can just be like, check out our website, and then you can... It, see where everything else is <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so. no and, and this is something that we do because we do care mm-hmm. and we do care about our friends and our people and you know yeah if you'd like to be on if you have a story to tell if you want to get our perspective on something so i've had people send me emails and screenshots and i'm like well this is what i'm thinking
2: yep
1: so i'm yeah. gonna
0: leave you guys with this note um <laughs> you're, you're gonna kick out of this so um you guys are talking about the steak Remembering mm-hmm. yeah. it's gonna go for a full circle because I said it earlier.
2: Today. Right. Uh-huh.
0: So you're talking about I don't know if it's a is it good steak at a, at a club or whatever. Uh, comedy a club. comedy club. Comedy clubs
2: aren't
1: known for good food.
0: No. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> <laughs> One of the top five best steaks in Baltimore. Really? Was at Hustle, uh, Hustle, uh, trip club. Strip club hostler's don't Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. Strip clubs have some of the best food. Yeah. Oh, I believe I'm, it. I'm I believe gonna, it. I tell people this. I had a steak, onions, and smashed in front of me.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's. Or
0: good I steak. mean, that's and, and it was the best steak I've mm-hmm. had. And I mean,
2: <laughs> they're really nice asses. That sounds like a good experience, as far as I'm. It
0: listening. is. It was when they hustled off off '83. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you this right or, now: there's
2: certain nice we well, don't let geez. ladies in. Okay, so yeah, Baltimore,
1: that. Baltimore uh, history. That used to be Club Atlantis. hmm oh. And uh, me and a old friend were in there, and she had her back to the bar, wasn't paying attention, got teabagged. <laughs> ah,
2: that's awesome. Oh wow! not okay. know. <laughs> Wow! Wow! So <laughs> those the- <laughs>
1: men want you to pay attention to yes. them. they yes. are not there for their health. <laughs> so
0: I want to thank you, ladies, again. Thanks for, for having spending us. spending time yes. out. I mean, like I so said, this has been six months, and in, in works. Everybody has busy lives. We're doing this on our own time, right? And it's a yeah. beautiful thing just to get together and just sit down and talk and have this conversation, mm-hmm. especially about their podcast, what they're doing. You got, you have to, you really have to support local.
1: Yeah. And
0: this is a podcast that I want people to listen to uh that are listed in california new york pa mm-hmm. yeah, hey check them out you know yeah. i mean i'll be on their pod very soon in a crossover yeah. event we don't know when but we'll make it happen and they'll we're gonna i'm actually gonna have one again okay because we we, we, yeah, have some, yeah. we have some things that we yeah. didn't discuss but i want to get an introductory int- introduce these ladies to you guys Aww. first because there's some we, wild ass stories we
1: need to get together with tawanda
0: oh tawanda yes. we, we we can get miss tawanda Yeah. Yes. i'm sorry miss tawanda we can get miss tawanda on here
1: she's just a little bit more seasoned than us good but couple years i like that
0: she uh yeah. i see with Swan every day so yeah. i I, awesome. I will get her on and we'll all combined, and it'll be a beautiful thing but again thank you guys for showing up on uh you know no pics of a duck podcast and, oh thank you and i appreciate it so on that, that note wonderful we are signing
1: up
2: bye bye